Evening, gentlemen. Evening. Marty, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing all right. <laughs> good, good. So uh, why I was going to be uh, the guest tonight, but we got two co-hosts here filling in for Clayton. <clears throat> it takes two of them to fill in for him. We got uh, we got Mr. <laughs> Marty Beard again on, and uh, my buddy Wyatt Franzen, part owner of uh, the Blind Guy, one of our sponsors. Appreciate you guys coming on tonight. And uh, we've got a few comments coming. Eric Newman, hey, Eric, thanks for joining us. Brian Warner, good evening, fellow MBEs. You bet you're on with some fellow MBEs right here, my friend. It, uh, so if the, if the pre-show is any indication how it's going to go tonight, it's going to be it's going to be pretty entertaining. So it, <laughs> I'm laughing just thinking about it already. So, all right, so we're going to start it out like we always do, um, the Second Amendment. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And, uh, Brandon, uh, the people means the people, not the National Guard, just like it does in all the other amendments. So, all right, so line up for tonight. We've been talking about having Wyatt on because uh, Wyatt's been a lifelong pheasant hunter. He's real passionate about it. I've hunted behind his dogs. He's trained his own dogs awesome dogs maybe maybe the best hunting dogs i've ever been behind actually and he's working on a new one right now and uh so why without further ado why don't you uh give us a little background of when you when you started bird hunting and what got you there is a new guy right there deuce right there <laughs> and he's a big boy already that's for sure he's 10 months old he ten months, man. He's yeah. a, he, he's gonna be a monster. That dog is. He likes Marty. Oh yeah, <laughs> Marty. You ain't fitting him in your beard like that one you had stuffed in there. <laughs> There's stuff in there no one knows about. <laughs> that's that's a fact right there. That's a fact right there. One shot cap rooster. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It's gonna be in case you didn't catch any of the pre-show. It's gonna we're gonna be uh, heavy pheasant hunting tonight, and we're gonna get into some shotgun stuff too. So and and you know why it's a big shotgun man. He's a big bird hunter. So, so why it? Uh, well, what age do you think you started hunting uh, roosters at? Oh, I must have been around thirteen or fourteen, somewhere in there. Okay, okay, Marty. How old do you think you were when you started shooting pheasants? Oh, I don't know. Whatever the what was that? Well, right 12? after hunter safety. Yeah, hunter safety. I, you know, I was shooting since I could sit up. Yeah, yeah. But the shotgun was kind of. That's a little different deal. You just don't want to turn anyone loose. There right. were a couple BB gun pheasants before Hunter Safety. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was no. I was just going to say, I th before I even could carry a shotgun, I had a BB gun walking on. And I think a lot of young kids, they still do that. I think that's I, awesome doing that because, you know, pheasant would go down and you'd shoot. And then you'd hear, you know, your grandpa or your uncles or your dad. Hey, oh, you, you must have hit that one. And then, yeah. you know, you'd convince yourself you did. So. It was always, it was always fun. Hey Vance, evening from thanks for joining us, buddy. Appreciate it. So, uh, and then uh, why did you always hunt behind dogs, or did you always just just walk uh, tree rows and draws with your buddies? And what what uh, made you decide you wanted to hunt behind a dog? Well, uh, years ago, we did uh, my dad and I. Uh, we did some bird hunting, and then uh, we started using a blue healer of all things. And, really? Uh, yeah, and you wouldn't think it works, but. She would pound around in the grass yep. and uh, uh, get stuff up. and uh, um, It was better than you doing it, right? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you'd shoot him and she'd just go stand by him. Okay. So, I mean, well, that was, that was better, better than nothing. nothing. And then my dad uh, uh, bought a German wire hair and a Gretchen, and we had her for 
I think she was 10 or 11 before she got something. And then uh, she was really good, but just it was kind of before the, the callers came about mm-hmm. and she could hunt really fast. So, you know, it was hard to keep up. But uh, she did, when she'd go on point, I mean, it was, there was something there. And then uh, then dad got a black lab and then I started, got my own wire hair, which uh, you hunted behind quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably to this day, the best hunting dog I've ever hunted behind, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, was. He, yeah, he was pretty stout. And then uh, I got Ace. I'm not a big lab fan, mm-hmm. um, but boy, that guy was stellar. I mean, he, uh, I rescued yeah. him in a bad situation and seemed like he appreciated it every day. Yeah. Well, not only that, um, I would say when you got ace he was a, a scrawny little dog and by the time you had him done he was a he was a beefed up hunting machine that yeah within a year that was a completely different dog he, he was awesome too and, and he couldn't get a friendlier dog than that so oh yeah he was great he was great it was sad to see him go this year yeah yeah i mean on his last hunt actually right actually out at our place i don't know if that was his last last one but one of his he uh Man, we thought he was getting better, right? Because he was kind yeah. of, but he was getting arthritis and that. And um, and man, he had a good hunt. We're like, we're all commenting that that was the best he hunted in a couple. Yeah. Of years. And then, and then, right, he ended up breaking his leg, and he found out that he had he had cancer, right? Yeah, it's pretty well. But the X-ray just showed it looked like a popcorn in in that leg. Oh man, yeah, it was unbelievable that he could actually hunt the way the way he had the, yeah, the bone cancer. Make- but yeah, it, it just, it was horrible because so. he didn't, uh, well, he didn't yelp or nothing. We were, I mean, he was actually oh, seemed like, yeah, yeah like, and, uh, so how old of a dog was, so fuzz made, how old is fuzz when he, when uh, he passed? He was on? right around 10, almost, he was almost 11. And then okay. uh, Ace made it to 12. Okay. Now I got this guy. And fuzz was a, and fuzz was a German wire here. I don't know if yep. you mentioned that. Okay. And I got him out of Mulbridge. Okay. Yep. Well, our listener Gene Cox here from over. He said he carried a twenty-two around as well. Yep. Gene carried a lot of twenty-twos. And oh, Eric said you're kind of hard to hear, Wyatt. Is it any different now, Wyatt? But uh, or I mean, uh, Eric. Yeah. Maybe maybe try that. Or all right. Whalen said he's watching. He's he's watching from the powerhouse bar. That's where's that at? Sounds awesome. But yeah. Maybe I have to end up there at some point. All right. Well, Eric Glaser. Hey, awesome. Eric's watching us <laughs> from the ground blind. Good luck tonight, buddy. That's awesome. That's, that's right. awesome. It's bow season, right? Yep. That's yep. what he's doing. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Hopefully you get the big velvet one. So, Marty, um, did you did you start out just walking draws with your buddies, too? Because I know you're a big dog hunter with the coons, but, I mean, how was it with birds? Were you, were you even that big of a bird hunter? Or? You know, I didn't. Ha- we didn't have bird dogs. I've always had hounds. And, um, so the, the early birds, um, that I hunted were all walking. Mm -hmm. And then I did have some friends in high school that had bird dogs, but I can say a lot of them were far ranging, you know, busting birds so far out of range. And, and, um, you know, so, I mean, that, that's what made a difference when you hunt behind them, good dogs, Mm -hmm. it don't matter what it is, if it's hounds or if it's bird dogs, um, you know, you get accustomed to that and, and when they're gone, you miss them. I mean, hell, I'd rather yeah. have my wife run away from home than lose some of them good dogs that I've had. 
<laughs> I just saw your wife actually at the dental office the other day and talked to her for a little bit. Yeah. You have to That's get funny. a new tooth. <laughs> yeah, Marty, I might see Marty there next after that comment. <laughs> I locked the outside door. She can't get in. Your <laughs> face looking through the window. Yeah. But yeah, I, and I grew up too, just, you know, walking with my buddies. Um, fortunate still to this day hunting the land I grew up on. Uh, and I also hunt around Halliday a lot with my other, with the Klee side of my, my mother and my grandpa Jonas and, and my uncle Mike over there. And, but um, yeah, and we had German short hairs, not, you know, more like pets and, and guardian dogs. We had three of them and that just, an, bear, I mean, did little or nothing to train them to bird hunt, but they would go out the oldest one, the, the, the sire of the two that we actually kept. I don't know. Is that what you call the male dog who? Yeah. Sire. Okay. Potsy was his name, and he that dog, man, nobody taught him how to hunt, but that dog was the most natural hunter. Not nearly as good as your dogs, why? Because like I said, we didn't do anything with them, but that was kind of the first dogs that I hunted behind. The other two, Sam and Cody, completely worthless um, hunting dogs, awesome <laughs> pets, great guardians. I loved them to death, but nothing like the older one. And um, and then finally, I met Wyatt probably 1990 or so, and, and you know, couple years after that i think we started hunting together not 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 heavy like we do now but and then i hunted behind fuzz and and man i realized what uh what a great hunting dog was because i hunted behind a lot of other dogs before then and man they take off running or you they'd flush the pheasants up 500 yards and you you know you guy doesn't want to see them but you're just like oh my god really dude um But yeah, so when you when you're uh, when you're training the dogs like why? So when you get a pup, I mean, how do you start out? Like you see, I'm gonna make this a hunting dog. How do you start out getting them going on that? I really don't have much of a plan. Um, I got an advantage over some people because I'm on 40 acres. I got a food plot. Um, we're out of town quite a ways. I basically just make sure he doesn't get too far away and let him find shit. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's brought me. He's found two dead ducks this year so far, this spring. Uh, brought, me turkey, brought me a young turkey the other day. Yeah. And a young pheasant the other day. You know, he's bringing so, them how back. Do you, so once they start bringing stuff back, how do you how do you get them to be like, hey, this is a pheasant. This is what I want you to bring back. The other stuff you can smell. Don't bring that shit back to me. It is kind of when they, I reward the good stuff and don't say much about the bad stuff. You know, make them, mm-hmm. when they come back, make it, oh, boy, that was a good job. But if they do something like chasing rabbits or something, and a wire hair generally will, will yip and bark at something with hair on it. Okay. And I start vibrating them or giving them a little uh, incentive on the collar to knock it off. <laughs> what are they doing? when they see a porcupine? Because I've seen their noses full. Well, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to work on that yet. <laughs> well, I've been working on that this summer already for you. Yeah. I know Marty. Marty used to, he's you know he's he's a porcupine raiser now too, so you might get a little flinchy hey, over there. I bring the porcupines home and I break my dogs off, which I'm gonna bring one home for Ace here. But if you bring them porcupines home, them young ones, you can catch them mm-hmm. and and break your dogs at home, and then you don't have to worry. All my hounds are broke off porcupines before I ever go to the woods. So how, how would you, how how would you how do you break them on porcupines at home then Marty? Well, I sh- with my shock collars. Okay. You know when when they show interest in it, I'll put that I'll put that porcupine. You know, usually started in a cage, and um and and then 
you know, you don't even have to kill the damn porcupine. You can let him go or make a pet out of him, whatever you want when you're done. <laughs> Which you did, yeah. But yeah, you know, you, you just basically, you know, dogs are smart. I think, um, you know, especially the breeding programs now, and, and I think, you know, even in the last 20 years, they've been breeding good dogs to good dogs, and then you get better dogs. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and that's how Smart. breeding works. I mean, it's when you're controlled. Yeah. I mean, it's with anything from cattle to dogs to whatever, you know. Yeah, but, and then the price has gone up substantially. So you're paying, you might as well get a good one. So, so you said you got you got uh, you got Fuzz and Lincoln. You said no, I'm Mulbridge. Mulbridge. So what? So what did you have to give for Fuzz back? And what year was that? Uh, it was four hundred bucks. I think it was right around two thousand eight. There okay and what did deuce cost you because you got deuce in 2020 earlier this yeah, year right? it was 1500 and i got him okay <laughs> dang it joe he even is affecting yeah. the price of dogs yeah so yeah it's and you can't find them for anything less right i mean I the, so did you do you did you notice like from um dogs that are bred for for uh for hunting compared to just like a heinz 57 there's definitely a difference there <laughs> the purebred seem to not live as long as the Heinz 57. That sure seems. I mean, there's good ones and everything. I just, it's just some of them get it, some of them don't. I mean, you could have the highest mm -hmm. bred, high dollar some of it you could find. <laughs> can't even pick up shoes, you know. Yeah. yeah. Get, you just get something that's just. Touch my bed slippers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's about it. So, I mean, yeah. It's, uh, and I don't know as far as the breeder, we just, you know, he had a bunch of pictures of his dogs and what he had done and how long he'd been doing it. So we're like, mm -hmm. and plus we were pretty teary eyed, losing ace. Right, so right. We, and he had pups available. So we just drove down there. I think we were gone 10 days later, we had another dog. Mm hmm. Because we were devastated. Yeah, because I know you guys are saying no, no, no. And then you said you were. And I mean, I thought, hey, great idea. And I mean, he's. Yeah. There's a dog went to, he can't go to a better home than what he's going to get with, with you and Tam there. So, and uh, he's going to get his fill of hunting in, I, which I have no doubt about that. I'm going to read some of these comments here before we go on. Okay. Um, my mom here comments, uh, Paul Oder, uh, German short hairs are great bird hunters. Uh, yep. As I said, you know, Posse was awesome. Whalen's at the powerhouse. Kevin Gillis out there in Pennsylvania. Hey folks, evening, Kevin. Eric said he's in the ground blind. Lynette says uh, GSP's run on adrenaline, you know, German shorters. Okay. All right. See, knuckle dragger coming out of me. Don't can't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping me entertained until the deer show up. Right on, Eric. I hope we are, buddy. Um, one shot cat. My first pheasant I shot was with my grandfather, single shot Stevens 410. And we are right. going to get into some uh, shotgun talk for sure. I, I like that idea right there. One shot cap. Uh, Gene Cox grew up bow hunting uh, Bob White quail. Hey, Gene, by the way, I heard the. I heard the commercial there for for uh, the gun show coming up. You got and I was on the KFY. It was pretty awesome. Eric Newman he shot his first visit with a single shot sixteen, buying a cocker spaniel. Well, Uncle Mike actually had a cocker spaniel, uh, Brittany spaniel actually it was a pretty good hunting dog too. Actually, uh, Kevin Gillis had a bolt action Mossberg sixteen gauge. Got my first visit and all other game with it. And Kevin comes in again, English setter. So all right, we got we got all kinds of them. Man. I mean, everybody's got their favorite kind of dog. I think our buddy Bachmeyer hunts behind uh, a boxer, a boxer down there in Rame. So, 
you know, it's whatever works. And he said, well, yeah. he, he said it works good for him. It would kind of like he said, me, you know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe it is how you train them a lot of times too. So oh, if they can be with you and going out every day, it's a dog. I mean, they got hunting instincts. Yeah. That's just so, how it is. So I was going to ask you, do you use like, I always see a lot of these dog trainers using like the, like the pheasant wing and, and they, and they use that to throw it out there. Do you, do you do that at all or, or no, not really? I don't really have to. I got pheasants right out the back door here. We just got to stop. <laughs> yeah, true. So, I mean, if somebody's training in the backyard, that probably works just fine. And I did do that with my first one, but it really didn't seem to, I even went with another trainer and we buried the pigeons, you know, I had, tuck the head under the wing and you spin them around. And yeah. Yep. Yep. Play. We did that with his dogs that were trial trained and they, boy, they hit everything. Perfect. Boom, boom, boom. We set it up for mine. He followed my footsteps. He could smell where I walked, <laughs> really? grabbed the bird, crushed it, went over to the other one, crushed it, left him lay, didn't care. And then he went to hunting after we had let some go. Cause he let some go and shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, and then he found the ones at the end that were, essentially wild again but setting him up for that trial deal he's like well you guys just walked here and you walked here and they're right here what, why am i doing this you know yeah he just had it figured out right away yeah so yeah obviously he's got good genetics for it it's in yeah i mean i'm, ex- yeah. I'm hey man i'm excited here what are we out from friday from saturday we're five weeks out from pheasant mm-hmm. opener i think right so yeah, marty I, have go yeah, ahead no i'm just gonna say marty have you ever seen anybody like what what, what, what kind of coon dogs you got again? Have you ever seen anybody train them to hunt birds at all, or have you tried it? <laughs> no, but, you know, I've had the same line of dogs for 30, 30 years now. I've, I've had hounds for, I don't know, 30-plus years. But um, I, I know you can overdo some of that stuff, you know. I mean, um, it's like giving a kindergartner too much uh, apples and oranges or whatever, the simple mm-hmm. task over and over again. You know, people in the coonhound world, it'd be like dragging a coon hide <laughs> over and over and over again. You can overdo it pretty soon. They just need the wild coon. Yeah. They need the woods. And that's the same with, I, I see Wyatt all the time with this dog right here, with, with all of his dogs, because I remember them all. I'm, we live a quarter mile away. Yeah. He's making a circle two or three times a day, and that dog's getting more training. And I believe a dog should hunt for me. Instead of themselves. And, yeah. and, and when that dog is making, when he figures out he makes me happy by tree and raccoon or bear or mountain lion or whatever I'm chasing, when he figures out that makes me happy, he's 10 times the dog that just does it for himself and maybe doesn't feel like hunting that day. Yeah. Um, that's what it takes. To I mean, it. almost no different than a, than a person who does a lot of things for other people and helps them out, including themselves. But, uh, yeah, that that's that's a that's a good analogy right there. I like that. So I'll tell you what we're gonna do. We're gonna do our, our first break here, and uh, we come back. We're gonna talk a little. I got some questions for you about some uh, some more gear stuff. Wyatt about training about training dogs, and yeah. uh, and what you what you use, and we're gonna you know get into what some other things about when they're hunting. So and I do believe Clayton said he's got this uh, the tin can out of here. So we're gonna see what his handiwork did <laughs> oh, right here. Let's so. yeah, let's I see. Hope so. I'm gonna have to go outside and wait for. I'll be back shortly. Lauer Auto Repair. They're located at 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota, or give them a call at 701-258-6308. 
The team of mechanics at Lauer Auto can tackle any problem your vehicle is having. And when you do business with Lauer, you can be assured you're doing business with the Pro Second Amendment America First Repair Shop. There's plenty of other auto repair shops in the Bismarck Mandan area, but why take the chance of patronizing a shop that might not have your beliefs at heart? Make no mistake, Lauer Auto is your Pro Second Amendment repair shop. When you talk to the guys at Lauer Auto, don't forget to tell them you heard they're a sponsor of Guns and the 701 and that you appreciate their support of our Pro Second Amendment, Pro North Dakota, live stream and podcast. That's Lauer Auto Repair, 701-258-6308, located at 309 South Washington Street, Bismarck, North Dakota. Right on, and thanks again big time to our to our main sponsor there, Lauer Auto Repair. And make sure if you go in there and patronize Lauer Auto Repair, you tell them you, you heard it on guns and the 701, and you're, and you're more than happy to do business with a, with a business that's supporting your Second Amendment rights and your freedoms, which Doug and the boys down at Lauer Auto Repair do. So, all right, here we're back with the blind guy, um, our other sponsor, blind guy in North Dakota, Mr. Y. Franzen. And our special, our special, special guest host, Marty Beard as well. Marty's on there. we um, having a good time here talking about some pheasant hunting. So why you said you don't really use the, the wing thing, then you cast it out there. I mean, is there any, is there any other uh, like special things you use to train your birds or train your bird dog other than just going out there and walking them around and getting them used to the outdoors? And what, well, what I did with the, uh, well, the dead duck he found and the other bird, the turkey he brought back yeah and the other stuff i would take it away and i'd walk a little ways and then i'd just chuck it off in the ditch again and let him go find it and then he'd bring it back to me and i'd you know good boy good boy and then i'd just beat the hell out of the bird till i got it to the dog <laughs> i was because i was gonna say no you know when you're house training a, a dog um you know hey they pee or poop in your house you go over there and rub their beak in it you know like yeah. old ike clanton said you rub your beak <laughs> and you get some damn respect around here mm -hmm. it's, <laughs> so i didn't know if you took the the, the duck or whatever this no. is a no-no or something you know no no i just whatever he brings back you know whether it's been a gopher whatever he'd probably bring it oh good mm -hmm. boy damn it you know but yeah well, whatever yeah well so whatever you're doing there's work and i can tell you that yeah. so uh, um kind of a not not controversial with people like on here, but a lot of people, which we were talking about, they used to be called shock collars, and now they're yeah. called e collars. I mean, do okay. you incorporate that at all into your into your training? Oh, yeah. Your yeah, definitely. It's such a great tool to have. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can scream at yelling your dog, and he runs off, and he finally comes back, and when he gets back to you, he gets a beating. Well, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was a kid one time too when I got back and I knew I got a beaten. I'm just going to stay out longer. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Not yeah, that you didn't yeah. deserve it, but the dog don't understand. Hey, I came back and you whooped my ass. I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so how, like, uh, I'm just curious, like, how much of a, of a shock does it give them? Like, does, does it freeze them up like that or do they just, or they yelp sometimes? I mean, because you think right away you'd have to let them feel a little, yeah. Little, and, and, uh, yeah, and they've got so many levels on there, and you know, because you can get hit on the rear end, or you can get a boot in your ass, and they both make they have a different meaning. Well, the difference between the boot and the ass, or uh, a stimulation, they call it nowadays. <laughs> yeah, um, that's what I've been reading about. The him. stimulation goes away because I've made him yelp when he's at the wrong spot. Yep. And he may shake his head a little bit and come running back, happy as a lark. Now, if I kick him in the ass and his tail's tucked for two hours because he hurts and he may be limping, that's not good. Right, 
right and that lasts for days and maybe he didn't even wasn't nearly even in the wrong but if i can get him when he's 200 yards away screwing around in the neighbor's yard and he's like what the hell Mm -hmm. i better get my ass home i don't even know why that happened so I, I know I read on some of them, they don't, they don't even always shock them. Some of them have like a vibrate mode, and that's even yep. enough to make them realize yep. they got to get the rear end back. This, this one here is one of my old ones. It runs two collars. It has a vibrate and tone. Vibrates okay. and tones at the same time. I've and seen it goes, hanging out of your hunting vest. Many yeah. Times, so. yeah um, what I do like about the vibrate and tone, especially if you're going to run an old bird dog, bird dogs and dogs in general lose their hearing when they get older. So it's mm-hmm. nice for the vibrate. They'll always have feeling. You know they make silencers for shotguns, right? Yeah, they probably. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Go what? on. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's on my left side. I can't hear out of his side. Yeah. <laughs> the little but, tin cup in there. Yeah. But uh, and this is one of my older collars here. Um, this Tritronics, they were great. Um, this one only vibrated and toned. But so easy and nice to work. I mean, this is this is still working. This is originally with fuzz. That's all. Really? Seen. So and it's still original battery. Everything. <laughs> wow, that's some. Yeah. What was the name of that one? Because that's a quality made well, product there. Tritronics, but Garmin bought them out. But you, if you look at a Tritronics, it looks just like. Just this. like it. Okay, just rename. Yeah. Okay, which which why not? If it if it lasts good and works. Well, obviously, it was good because Garmin don't screw around. Yeah. Yeah, hold, hold that up to me again once. I want to see. Put that up by your camera. I want to see what that because I see these Garmin ones here. I got yeah. The uh, looks well, they don't sponsor me, but Shields, me and Clay. Okay, I see there. I'm t- I'm just trying to see if they because they do have some on sale. There's a couple Garmin's here. Yeah, and they look very similar. Got the same rounded deal for the. So this one is. This one doesn't look like you. It's oh, this is a package. It's called the Pro Sport Bundle for two fifty. And yeah, this other one doesn't. This is a different model too. For they don't have your garment on sale. Yeah. They got these other ones. So what did you pay for that one, Wyatt, when it was new? This one here was probably four hundred bucks. Really? Back. Oh crap! Okay, that's wow. This whole bundle here, like the like the pimp daddy. Well, I, okay, I take it back. The garment alpha <laughs> bundle here is yeah <laughs> eleven eleven. Yeah, we got to factor in Joe's uh, Joe's inflation too. But yeah. they got some cheaper ones down there too, 108. So, what do you think is the difference other than probably? I mean, in my mind, like range would be on these cheaper ones yeah. compared to that. Yeah, that's basically it. Okay. Know, and function. Okay. Because um, so I see the car, the the collar on this one looks like the one you got there on Deuce. It's got that long, like whippy yeah, antenna thing on it. That's my newest one I got. Does that got a GPS on it too? Because this looks like yeah. it's got a little GPS screen. Okay. Okay. Yeah, this one. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, that's the one I'm looking at right here. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, that's the one I just bought. Now, this okay. one, this one, Joe's price hike. 12, <laughs> 12, 50. Yeah, which, and hey, guess what? I mean, if, if you can afford it and that's your that's your passion, why not? I mean, go ahead and do it. I mean, I yeah. some people complain about it, but oh, yeah. no, if, that, if that's what you're into and that's what you're, you know, a big part of your life. It, well, it's actually telling me Deuce is... Right over there to my left. Uh, my right. Yeah, I can see the arrow moving for sure. Yeah. That, man, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. And it, it's supposedly up to nine miles. Yeah, that's what it said on here. I was reading it. it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, let's, I would say maybe three is probably going to be. I good. mean, that's probably like range finders when they tell you it'll bounce off a deer at 1,400 and it'll probably do it at 1,000. But whatever, it's still, it's still pretty but, dang well, good. It's, it's line of sight. Yeah. You yeah. know, so if you're in an airplane 
Yeah. I know from going in the mountains that that distance mm -hmm. is reduced a lot. You know, when I'm when I'm yeah. down in Nevada or Montana hunting, you know, you got to still keep up to them dogs, and um, you know they'll go over a ridge somewhere, and then you'll get them. And and the good thing about these, you know, mine is a Garmin. Um, mine's the Alpha 100, and I think yours is the 300, 300. the new one. Yeah. Um, they will keep the last direction known. So, I mean, I've had my dogs, you know, 15 miles away Man. hunting, and it and it kept the last known direction. Now, um, is it good? That's not accurate, but that's where they were the last time I picked them up. Yeah. So I can go that spot and then hopefully get them or cut across them again. <laughs> I got a text here. Somebody, uh, Marty, said they want to see. They'd love to see a live test that thing on Marty. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got to be wet first. I'm <laughs> dry. Yeah. <laughs> so if you put it on Marty and grab Wyatt, does it just like tr electricity translate into him, and you can laugh at him, and you're wearing a collar? <laughs> I don't know. I do know one guy that had one of my old ones in his hand. Mm -hmm. uh, Jarris and uh, we were sitting in the break room when I first got it and it was the cheaper one that I bought and he's like I can hang on to that and I said alright fine and I, I cranked it up and I hit it and his arm flew right across the room real fast <laughs> <laughs> so they got you know it's not but you know dogs well you got your sensitivity levels yeah you, know yeah, I mean? you don't have to I mean it goes I know this one here has got two different styles it's got continuous and momentary and then there's 12 or 15 settings in each one and there's a high and low in each setting i mean it's it's confused there's too much stuff in there yeah. i was gonna say that almost sounds like it's getting to be quite a bit <laughs> yeah. yeah we got another comment here i'm gonna get a few comments because somebody else I don't know, Marty. They're 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 tent they're test. They're seeing if you want to do it. I bet they are. <laughs> <laughs> I've done enough stupid stuff in my life. I don't have to do any more. Yeah. Well, if the guy's asking you, I think I'd maybe like to see you try it on them once and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so we got uh, uh, Whalen Turnus goes back here. He said he's got a silver lab side by side four ten. Fun to hunt with it. Uh, Brian Warner said, "Damn, Clay fixed up right, right up. He did, Brian. That sounds that sounds good. That was great work, Clay. That's oh. he did damn good." Uh, Paula says, "Great show, A plus guest. I could not agree more." Eric Newman uh, tried a shot collar on me first, and I had a hard time getting past number nine, and it went to fifteen. <laughs> oh yeah, I can believe that. <laughs> Lynette says, "Yes, Doug has a Garmin with GPS. Ten years old, works perfect, and can control multiple dogs." Yep. And the last guy here, Marty, um, you know him, you know him well. He said, "Good trial, Marty." Is always, I, I don't know what he did the last one. There's something, but uh, he wants. I think he wants you to try it on yourself. But I think Marty's out on that, which I don't blame him for. He's, <laughs> I think he's proven his tough guy bona fides over the years. He doesn't have to throw that. Oh, what the on. hell? We'll do it. <laughs> get that damn thing on. I got to get him chasing something I don't want him to. But tell you what, we do the long break coming up, then you can throw it on him if he's still game. All right, so <laughs> see if I can get him to pour water and get shocked at the same time. So before <laughs> so before, I mean, does water actually make him work more? Because a dog runs into water with him on in the well, field. Well, my dogs right? are in water all the time. You don't 
it's, yeah. it's in contact between the two points. Yeah, it's not. The thing is, Marty, I've seen you get into water chasing raccoons too. So <laughs> <laughs> he's right in there with the dogs. <laughs> so before we get into shotguns, I just got a few other, you know, like some gadget things that I, I, I'd like to ask you about. Why I know I see here in the Shields thing, they got um, what do you call the vest thing the dogs wear? I'm pretty sure I've seen your dogs wearing those. I, you know, what I do usually, I don't use them. Uh, I do like probably this year, we'll see how much how his hair holds up. Um, I do little kids' spandex t shirts with little baseball shirts, you know. Mm-hmm. And I slide them on, they can stretch, still guards them enough to keep the brush from tearing at their hide once they get it opened up. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I slice it off, and the next day, I put another one on. Um, I've tried the vests, but they really don't, they kind of walk around like uh, you put uh, like it bother them, it would seem yeah, like they're like, not used to wearing clothes, like they're always trying to, like, you put something on a cat too, and they're like, eh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they walk around like they stepped in shift or something, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right, but that, that's you know. Other than that, I mean, is there anything else you'd, you'd add in there, Wyatt, about um, training your dogs? Uh, you know, we... nothing on training. I would say one thing to pack with you guys. Okay. If you ever run into this, uh, your dog runs into a snare. If you can get there in time. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. That. I didn't even. Yeah. Well, on snares, because you're going to run into them. I run into them with my hound. Um, I would I would suggest tying your dogs up um, away from you, and so that they learn to, to that they can be away. And okay. I've had my dogs, my hounds, in snares when I was out in the Badlands before. And I come along this bluff when I we were chasing a bobcat, and all three of my dogs were in snares, and they were just sitting there waiting for me. Mm-hmm. Now, if if my dogs weren't tied up away from me and yeah. knew that I'd be coming. Um, they might've fought it, you know, so, so a snare, maybe people don't know, and I'll, I'll ask you, it doesn't start doing its thing until they pull back, right? It's tighter. The the more they pull. Now there are such a thing called the Ram snare and that I would explain if anybody's familiar with the 330 conibear, it's like a great big spring that goes together when the coyote goes through. He trips that and it instantly tightens. There's no dog getting out of one of them. So on his on its on a, just on its neck or it gets its whole body. Well, you set them up to get a coyote on their neck. Okay. But you know, and the dog, you know, like uh, they're a little bit bigger than than your average coyote, especially mm-hmm. him. So he might brush through a lot of them. But my hounds being smaller, they'll go right into them. And and I've I've like I said, I come around that bluff. And thinking that something's they either in a hole with that bobcat or something, and there they are, all there with a snare on their neck. Yeah. You know. So you're saying pretty much train them to if they get in there to, to chill out and not. Yeah, not, not not fight not fight being tied away when they're away from you. Don't fight it. Just wait mm-hmm. for me to come back. Yeah, because if you got three dogs and they're all three in there, I mean, and, and if they all three would have fought, you maybe would have got one, right? And the other ones would have probably yeah. been. Got yeah. You. That, that's 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 good advice right there so uh so follow up on one of these comments here randy said you're sweeting and he said he needs kraut <laughs> <laughs> i need kraut 
So Don't Randy, worry, I'm your kraut, Randy. I'm, I'm working on it. I if, got yeah, it. if anybody doesn't, Marty's making a bunch of homemade sauerkraut, and he make and we had some of his uh, them pickled uh, like Jack Link's things you made. Man, them suckers are good. We were shooting prairie dogs. I think we polished off the jar of those. I think you were just hungry. Yeah. I don't know. I like those. I'm just glad you didn't put them hot ones in her so we weren't all uh, shooting flames later. I did appreciate oh, yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Randy says, uh, how about the sporting dog collars? What range they have? Um, now, this one here, my older Tritronics, I would say a mile. You know. Okay. I was going to say, so, so like when you say in sporting dog collars, that'd be like the lower end ones of 200, 300, something like that. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll give you ranges, you know, obviously the yeah. price goes up with more range. Okay. You know? Yep. And, uh, um, I know my wife had some for her dogs way back when, and they were the cheap ones that didn't have much range and they learned to run off and get out of range. So I was over there and put my collar on him and let him go. They yeah. It's almost like having crappy old walkie talkies back in the day. That wouldn't yeah. go very far. And, yeah. 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 And well, then we, this, <laughs> this is my old school. This, well, first of all, when I first got hounds, I didn't have anything. So you basically drove around and, and I'll tell you what, it, you wouldn't do that now with the gas prices. But you, <laughs> no, I'm laughing, you know, but you're right. Until you heard them. And if you hunted much, you were looking for your dogs a lot. I saved up, and believe me, when I bought this, I was poorer than a church mouse. And if my wife knew how much I've spent on dog stuff, I mean, I have 10, <laughs> I have 10 collars like Wyatt's got, you know, so yeah. I can run 10 hounds. But this here was the first one. Um, you know, basically... You were going like this, trying to keep track of where yeah. your dogs were. So for anybody who's going to listen on the podcast, it looks like an old antenna from when we grew up in the 80s on top of your house or it's your trailer. It's one of those yeah. Yeah. No radiation here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it does. Make you sense. Know, so the I closer you there, get, Marty, the, the, when you get it in the general direction, it starts beeping a little quicker then, almost like a... Like a yeah, you, you, turn, you turn your gain and your volume down. Mm -hmm. and um and and your tune you know that this one i can track 10 collars with or could but now with the garmin i mean these, these i think i can track a hundred i don't know yeah oh and then you can it's, go in groups yeah it's crazy what they can I mean, do now yeah it's yeah but, you know, i i saved up you know i was so um, yeah how much how much was that thing when you bought it there when i bought this this was this was 495 dollars, and that just had been might have been ten thousand when i bought it <laughs> yeah. you know i didn't have it no and, and what and what, what, what what year was that you just taking a guess or oh, do you know I exactly when i bought it in the early 90s okay yeah i mean that's a lot of money back then for sure yeah yeah, I that mean, four hundred dollars even now is still pretty good. That was a lot of horses to shoe. That was <laughs> yeah, I mean, that took a lot of horses. Yeah. And then each collar was uh, them collars back then. I think they were a hundred bucks a piece. Now my yeah, new this, collars, these, oops, I think yeah. they're what uh, three hundred. I don't know. I bought the controller and one collar was twelve fifty. Yeah. I, once I woke up, and they drug me to the counter to pay for it. Um, one somebody's mind you putting foot to ass you need yeah. this that whalen's taking off he said he's uh whalen said he's got to go he's heading to a pool meeting thanks for tuning in whalen appreciate you go ahead marty i'm sorry 
<laughs> as far as my wife on knowing what I spent, what she don't know, don't hurt her. <laughs> yeah, what's that What's that uh, meme you see all the time? My worst fear is you, you die and your wife sells all your guns for, for what you told her they cost or whatever. It was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The guns ain't so bad. It's it's the suppressors that'll that'll make me a whole you know well you know the whole different story. But yeah. but uh, yeah. So let's. Uh, why you said you were gonna? Didn't you say you got? Uh, so Wyatt's got actually some uh, hunting chaps you were gonna show us here, right? Oh, yeah. And, some, uh, of, some of my uh, these uh, Filson chaps. Yep. Yeah. Anybody that know what Filson is? Why I kind of tell people what Filson kind of says there, but I'm not making bad about Filson. No, no, no. My point is, this guy's a hunting machine. He's. I'm going to show you how his how his stuff's wore out here. I mean, this is just one of the you know uh, many pairs that I got here that that uh, you know just completely. So how long that one you got the hole in it, Wyatt? How how many? How long did you use that one? You think? Uh, Probably two years. (laughs) <laughs> you went through those in two years yeah huh? and the first pair i didn't put the leather on the bottom and it went quicker so uh yeah and then i got smart and went with the zippers on the bottom this is the bottom of the leg yeah but you know there again so that that one year when you still had like the old old suburban and and you and tammy i don't remember if you guys are first married or dating and you guys yeah. were hunting all the time and i actually hunted a lot more pheasant back then too but how many days yeah. Did you say you wonder how many birds? I remember you told me it was pretty amazing. Well, well that year we put on 7,000 miles on that old green Suburban. <laughs> and we had 96 pheasants in our freezer. And, oh, I mean, I mean, that's hunger right there. That, that's I, I think I know one guy who, who might rival that, and I don't even know if he does. That's my buddy, Britton Shetler. He's got a Rudy Slayer on his license plate. And Britton probably be impressed by that. If in, and I think he <laughs> listens to the podcast. So, Britton, if you hear this, let me know. This is one of my other vests. I wore the inside. This is the inside of the vest on the bottom of the pocket. <laughs> I had to have stitched up because it wore through from rubbing on my legs. Yeah. And so the Filsons are made out of their leather and then they got like a coating on them of some no, sort. No, too, they're right? they're 100% cotton canvas, correct? Yeah. With a pair of tin, tin, tin cloth. Tin they cloth, they call it. Okay. Marty wears them too. And I like them. They're, That's all I wear. Yeah. I like them, but they do. They when we first started getting them, they said, oh, "Marty wears not. them just the chaps, nothing underneath." Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's the hard part to get used yep. to, <laughs> especially when you're my height. <laughs> so we're the same height. <laughs> so Marty, uh, do you burn through them suckers coon hunting too? Because Marty, how many days a week do you coon hunt, Marty? You think I hunt average? five or six nights a week? Okay, and that that's that's some dedication. That that's hunger right there. So. And do you do you burn through them like that too when you're coon hunting? Well, I I have a lighter weight pair than them, and and I'll go through a lightweight pair over the summer. Mine are about wore out now, and and that's with constant reapplying that waterproof because right now you know with the oh, with so the heavy dews that we have, yeah. if if you well even now I'm soaked a lot of times if I have to walk across a, a bean field or cornfields now with the humidity and the fog, you know, um, I'll be soaked, you know, so I mean, constantly reapplying the waterproofing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, in the way the, how tall the grass is and everything this year too, that, I mean, oh, you, yeah. you're going to get soaked. I mean, it's, it's just the way of life, but, but, uh, we got one more question here quick, Marty, and then we're going to do our, our double ad here. 
Uh, one shot cap wants to know, do you train your dogs on leg hold traps as well? No, um, I don't. Uh, I did for a while, you know, the U S um, DA wildlife services use uh, coyote getters. And if you're familiar with them, the coyote bites it and it, and it shoots uh, strychnine down their throat. Okay, I didn't know that. No. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so back then in the day, uh, USDA would give you dummy charges. Um, and, and I actually had some of them and, and, and you could use what bait they were. And then if your hound pulled that, um, you know, you, you can do certain things. Um, one thing I would recommend is letting your dog get snapped with a 110 conibear. Now, when you go out and you're bird hunting and you'll hunt around a lot of old farmsteads and, and mm-hmm. well, when fur prices is high is when that stuff happens and furs low, you don't see many people out there, but it's still right. a good idea. Take a 110 conibear and put it in a recessed container like they use small wooden boxes I trapped for years and years and years mm-hmm. and let that dog get snapped with that 110 conibear and cuz I've had I've had dogs in conibears and let me tell you it's it's a, it's a scary and because you're trying to wrestle with this big trap that you if you don't know how to get them off your dog's going to probably die they're they're worse than snares mm-hmm. but if you do that with a 110 conibear, your dog is a lot less likely to stick his head in anything and smell the bait, you know, and you can use any kind of a coon bait. Um, usually, you know, I mean, I used to use half of a fish in my conibear boxes, but something that that dog recognizes and when he sticks his head in there and that 110 is not going to hurt him, it's going to snap down on his jaws. Yep. I can guarantee if your dog's got any brains at all, he's not going to stick his head in there twice. Yep, for sure. And 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 uh, so I got one other one other quick question. I don't want to forget about it. Um, I know you you big trapper, and um, so like dog like the like the traps, the conibears, bears, and they come in. Do the do they make those where they'll actually like just the ones around here for like coyote traps? They do they break the leg off on some of them or not? Because I don't. My dad didn't. I don't. Honestly, I don't remember the legs ever being broke on them because you, you know, because that's what people think like it just smashes the bone on them. And no, no, right. If, so when you if see you're people... breaking the leg on an animal, you're you're using a trap too big for your your targeted animal. Sure, if you use a a, a, a number four long spring on a uh, muskrat, you're going to break its leg. Yeah, but that's why it's traps. You know, animal specific. Sure. And uh, I've had my dogs in traps, leg hold traps, and and I take them out and they run off like nothing's happened. Yeah. I mean, the reason I asked you is because I wanted you to clear because, you know, a lot of people think trapping is so inhumane. It's, it basically holds them there. It doesn't, it, you know, yeah. well, if, if they want to get out, because I've seen many videos, even like where mountain lions are caught and they let them go. And I'm like, well, you know, obviously the foot's okay. It was just pinched. So, so yeah, I mean, if you think uh, trapping is this big inhumane thing and it's smashing foot bones and leg, it's not. It's not like that. So, well, I would think too, if you smash the, the leg, then it's just hide left. They would tear that. Yeah, they just pull it out and they'd rip it. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, sure. you'd be, it'd be, what's the point? Yeah, of trapping? I, I think <laughs> at some point, maybe this winter, some point, Marty, have you on and maybe get into some trapping a little more. Like, like I said, my dad trapped, and I, I definitely don't consider myself. 
um, up to speed on trapping. I'm definitely 100% not against it. But I mean, I mean, you got a lot of knowledge. I think people should hear about it a little more than than us just touching on it here right now. But uh, I tell you what, we're gonna do. We're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna do our double ad here. Okay. And with the blind guy and in Colorado. So. And I might take out, like I said, I've said this before, I got a 52 year old prostate and I had a couple of Coors Lights. So I think I'm going to, I'm going to scoot up and if I ain't back, which I'm pretty sure I will be, you guys can take off on some things, but we'll see you guys back here in a couple minutes. Lauer Auto Repair. They're located at 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota, or give them a call at 701-258-6308. The team of mechanics at Lauer Auto can tackle any problem your vehicle is having, and when you do business with Lauer, you can be assured you're doing business with the Pro Second Amendment America First Repair Shop. There's plenty of other auto repair shops in the Bismarck Mandan area, but why take the chance of patronizing a shop that might not have your beliefs at heart? Make no mistake, Lauer Auto is your pro Second Amendment repair shop. When you talk to the guys at Lauer Auto, don't forget to tell them you heard they're a sponsor of Guns and the 701 and that you appreciate their support of our pro Second Amendment, pro North Dakota, live stream and podcast. That's Lauer Auto Repair, 701-258-6308, located at 309 South Washington Street, Bismarck, North Dakota. Guns and the 701 is sponsored by the Blind Guy of North Dakota. For all your custom window coverings, you can contact them at 701-222-3932. They're freedom-minded, they're patriotic, and they love the Second Amendment. This husband-wife team was born and raised right here in North Dakota and based out of Bismarck. Again, for your Second Amendment company, for all your custom window coverings, the blind guy of North Dakota, 701-222-3932, or visit them on the web at blindguynd.com. You bet, and make sure if you patronize our sponsors, tell them you heard it on Guns and the 701, and you appreciate them supporting a show, a live stream, and a podcast like you're listening to right now here. It's uh, And uh, in case you joined us a little late here, we got uh, Mr. Wyatt Franzen on. He actually have part owner of the blind guy, he and his wife, Tammy. Um Lifelong friends of mine, hunted with it for years. Marty Beard on as well. Um, Leonard Lifelong, known Marty actually longer than why, man. I was in uh, junior high school actually at Simley, the old school Simley, when I when I met the Beards and then been friends with them ever since. So, all right, guys, let's uh, let's hit a little bit on uh, you know I got to I got to remember I got to talk about Gene's gun show here. Gene, I'll tell you what, let me let me actually look right now before we go on here. Like I know Clay's got this. I'm not the guy who uploads all these pictures. That's uh, Clayton's the technical wizard. This is actually the first time I've been uh, the master blaster here. And I'm okay. Here we go. Right here, boys. Right here we got. Uh, there you go. Here we go. We got the Dakota Territory Gun Collectors Gun Show, and that's going to be September 9th through the 10th at uh, how do you say that? Sheer Howe Event Center, Main Street, Mobridge, South Dakota. They got, um, I'm trying to get this picture bigger. Clay's got that big fancy computer. You know, I still got this little laptop here. And admission, $10. And I think you're getting a drawing for a, was it a 22 or a 17? I can't remember that. But the Dakota Territory Gun Collector Show is going to be September 9th and 10th, 2023. Sheer Howe Event Center, Main Street in Mobridge. And uh, 
make sure you go over there and talk to Gene. He's he's their main guy now. He's uh he's their main advertising guy there, I do believe. And uh, Gene's a good guy. He's always listening to the show. Big Second Amendment guy. I think a veteran. Goes to a lot of shooting competitions. Got a lot of knowledge. You can learn something from. So check that. Check the gun show out down there. I believe. Yeah. So that's coming up this weekend, right? September 9th and tenth. Yeah, so it's hit it, you know, get on it, man. It's September 6th today. So, all right, guys, let's go into a little shotgun stuff here before we move well, on. Before let's... we do that, are we yeah. going to do the shock thing? Oh, you really want to do this? Okay, let's do it. I'm going to go full screen motto. on this, man. I've always lived by the motto, God hates a coward. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're going to just to be simple. Now, we're not going to go high right away. This is momentary. Well, to be fair, okay. Marty, I don't think nobody thought you were a coward before this. It's, but... it's, it's, <laughs> I got good contact. Yeah, this is momentary one on Wait, low. wait, do the tone first. Oh, tone. Can you hear me? I heard <laughs> it. There it was. House. Beep, beep. Yep. Okay. Oh, now the dog's running there. He's coming up here, too. Hey, buddy. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. Dude, settle down. You're here. No. All right. Here, this is the bottom right. one. Yeah, nothing. That didn't do anything to him. I, well, I mean, I felt it. I know, but you didn't even move. I, that one winced a little bit. I see. <laughs> he okay, what were you on there? Why when you jumped? Yeah, yeah, that's. We're gonna go to three here. Okay. Oh, was, I can take, okay. I can take three. You take three. Okay. <laughs> do yeah, don't try this at home, folks. I'll do four. All right. <laughs> yeah. uh, do a four again. All right. Whoa. <laughs> shoulder jumps a little. Four. No, 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 no. Don't be freaking. Think. You got five. I'll take five. I'll take five. <laughs> oh, hang on. Wait. Oops. I'm marking my spot here. Right. Way part of my toe. Oh, shit. I'm going to get out of here. Uh, all right. He's waiting for it. He's waiting. Yeah. Not even biting down on a piece of leather. Okay. There. We are. Uh, hang on. Let me see where we're at here. Okay, that's four. Yeah, he definitely oh, jumped. Four was pretty ass. I know, but what five? Come yeah, on, five. okay. We're proving to you guys that it is on five. All right, yep, there it is. Yep, he's on five. One more at five. Yeah. All right, here we go. All right, you want another one? I think he's enjoying right, this. There. Okay. <laughs> See, that thing that that's not that bad. When you can get control of your dogs, like Wyatt said. Now, when you're training hounds and they're running deer, I go right as high as I can go because that's a no-no. Right. And, and the old way of breaking dogs off deer was running them down. You're out of breath if you can catch them. They don't know yeah. what they did, and then you're beating on them. Yeah. Yep. It's a lose-lose situation. First of all, you you might die of a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Wyatt and I said that uh, yesterday. Yeah. What's, what, what would be worth so what would be worse, getting a, a little shock or getting a getting a boot in the rear end? And we both agreed. I think a shock would be better than than yeah. getting a Tony Lama in the, in, in the rear end or right in between the cheeks. I yeah. think so. <laughs> so we got we got some comments here. We'll get to Marty. Appreciates you doing that. <laughs> I, if you're listening on the podcast, he took it pretty good. He winced and jumped, but I mean on number five, I think most people might have had their arms flailing up in the air. You know, but uh, he, he, he Marty's a tough guy. He took it good. So, well, that's it. So, 
you would think a landowner would tell you before you hunt that he has traps out there. That, that's true too, Lynette. And we got, we got my mom says, don't try this at home. Gene said, it's going to be epic. Brian, this is going as the live gopher hunt. This is as good as a live gopher hunt. Yeah. <laughs> that was hard to top. But This is actually, I laughed a lot harder at this than the live gopher <laughs> <laughs> Randy wanted to go high first and then don't worry about the other ones. <laughs> One shot cap, Marty is the man. I think he just proved it right there that he is. So <laughs> that was pretty good. I think I've seen some other videos, but they, they they probably had it on one and these soy boys are screaming. Marty had it on five and wins to little and he took it. So <laughs> Paula said, now I know why Marty's wife is so nice. <laughs> How do you think I trained her to do the dishes? <laughs> he probably put it on his tongue on three. <laughs> oh man. All right. So so Wyatt, uh yeah. What do you Wyatt shoots kind of a what I would say is kind of an oddity, but I think it's kind of gaining more popularity for for hunting pheasants in upland game. Most people use a twelve or a twenty, and on here we had a bunch of guys saying four ten and one sixty. What what tell everybody what you use Wyatt for your for your uh, shotgun? Uh, twenty eight gauge. So uh, it looks like a four ten. What so what would the yeah, difference well, be between that? Here and is a four ten. Okay, four four ten. Actually, I mean, to me, it looks like it's it's more power. Well, you can look at the this camera's backwards. To me, but you look so at the, the circumference. Oh yeah, tw- definitely oh. bigger. Yeah, more circumference. See, it's the girth well, that matters, not the length. Yeah, and here's the girth on a twelve gauge. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So what what made you go to the twenty eight gauge? Um, I always shot at twenty, and then my good friend Bill Beard. Uh, over there helping him and we were shooting pigeons out of his barn and we were loading some stuff up and he went to pull the trailer ahead and my gun was stuck at the fender and snapped the stock off <laughs> on my 20 gauge bill i don't know <laughs> i don't i was as surprised as you guys are <laughs> i bet he felt bad yeah I, I, oh okay. an old 16 gauge <laughs> before, uh, before he lost it but um anyway uh so when I was shopping for another 20 gauge, I saw this 28 and I'm like, you know what? It's not that much smaller. Yep. Something different. And these are my dad's reloads and he's got some job, Richard. Yeah. He's got some shoots in these. They, uh, it's all five shot. That's all I shoot all year. I used to do fours and, you know, start out with sixes and go to fours by the end of the season. Then I just went to these fives. So I found I was mixing up shells and, after a while, the numbers rub off. You don't know what the hell you got. Mm-hmm. So I just eliminated all that. As I was going to say, I remember Dave, Dave, uh, ha Nerp just joined us. Hey, howdy, gents. Howdy, Dave. Thanks for joining us late. Gene Cox, he's got to go on his walk. Um, Gene, thanks for catching the show, buddy. He's going to say he's going to catch the rest on the podcast. Appreciate you. But, uh, Wyatt, I remember we were uh, hunting up at my dad's place there, and you were having trouble with some of them coming out of it when you'd break it open to pop them out, and they were kind of getting stuck in there. I mean, well, I don't remember what was the deal with that. I don't uh, think it was just, that was just some reload issue, right? It wasn't. Uh... Yeah, uh, my dad didn't know quite how he was crimping them a little too tough. Okay. They wouldn't okay. load. They would they would come out, but they wouldn't load. And it's not that RF doesn't know about reloading. He taught no, me, and all my reloads were great. So. Yeah. Oh, no. No, yeah. I. But I mean, other than that, the 28 gauges, and I've seen Wyatt make some awesome shots, and he's probably one of the most consistent bird shooters I've seen. So it, uh, 
I think that 20 yeah. gauge is for what's the recoil compared to a 410? You think why it's same, little less, a little more? I would say it's a little well with these shells, it's a little more because, okay. but if you went to the store and bought the $30 box, because that's what they are, is that what they go? Okay, that was, that was the one thing I was gonna ask you to it. Yeah, I don't know if they got it in that flyer or not. Um, but well, uh, they are more spinning just because they're odd, um, yeah. Uh, well, I can but, tell you, I'm looking right now, and what I'm seeing, eh, boy, I think all of these are going to be the 12 gauge Fiocchi's I'm seeing here. You know, obviously, that's the most popular one, so they're going to be the least. Uh, $3 off a box, Pheasant Max is $15.99. So, you know, you get three bucks off of that. And what are these cans? Eh, 12, 12. Yeah, they're all 12. I, yeah. so, you know. You'll go to the store and bend over. You know, <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know even four tens now are, are oh they're ridiculous because no one shoots i mean 12 and 20 is your most common and, and a 20 i mean to find them even is is hard really yeah. isn't it yeah yeah i know i seen a, a guy follow uh from zap i, I can't i can't think for furred up firearms i think um he had a bunch in and they went he put them on that he had them for sale and them suckers were gone almost immediately yeah. so you know yeah it I, you know, honestly, the 410's nice as far as the recoil, but it's almost like a 20. I think the, the 410, I think it's discouraging for a kid. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got a double barrel 410 and I bought one after I'd been shooting whatever, just to see if I could do it because it is a lot less. And for a kid learning how to shoot, yes, the recoil isn't there, but. God, the disappointment I'm missing every damn time. Yeah, and I remember uh, <laughs> one time, I can't remember if you forgot yours or not, you used my dad's, uh, was it a double <laughs> barrel, right? But yeah. a double barrel, 12 gauge? Yeah. And uh, yeah, Wyatt was, he was uh, reaching out pretty far. He was kind of grinning like, damn, I'm I'm not used to this. This is, this yeah. is almost cheating. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm used to it. <laughs> I mean, I just said 12 gauge. I just said that for, for me, I think Upland 12 gauge is just, so much overkill it uh, does wreck a lot of meat for sure yeah unless you're losing like a trap load that these guys go down and buy the is it prairie storm pheasant four yeah shot. that's what i was saying here they had and you know so like what what do you, did you ever run run that 28 gauge over a, a, a chronograph and like or did rf tell you that he did and what the velocity was on those no, he just kind of went by the recipe, had me shoot it a few times. I said, that's it. Okay, so like I'm just that. going to tell you right now, these these, <laughs> these Fiocchi Pheasant Max, uh, there's Pheasant Max and Max Plus. The Max are going to 1330, and to me, that that is freaking smoking for a shotgun. The, the, pheasant, the pheasant Max Plus is 1485, okay? You got... Uh, this up, up, well, that doesn't say it on there. See, I'm used to shooting... Like I would shoot Remington or Winchester, and they were probably, I don't know, eleven fifty or or, or twelve hundred maybe I think, and that and I thought that was pretty pretty hot. Even my dad always shot the low brass stuff yeah. when he had his. But well, can we chrono these through your deal? Yeah, let's do that actually. Yeah, I I got I'd a like chrono and Axel's got a chrono like too. But fifty yards. <laughs> yeah, fifty. Yards. Yeah, let's try it at fifty. <laughs> Just aim high. Just aim high. <laughs> yeah. um, so, <laughs> I, I think I got a box of factories, and I'd like to see what. what yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm. Because I know that wouldn't be a bad idea. Was that what we shot at the gong there at thirty that time? I we got that big gong on at the range. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And was that just was that just hunting uh, shot in there? That's all I got is hunting rounds. Because I, I got to tell you, when Wyatt did that, I wasn't expecting much. And at 30 yards, man, if that was a person there, that thing absolutely just <laughs> yeah. wailed on that. The whole thing, I spray painted it all perfect, and he shot, and it looked like uh, like a gravel <laughs> truck went by and hit it with everything. That was that was pretty impressive, actually. That's why I said Dad has pushed these things to the limit. So Yeah. I, I don't I don't know how long my gun's going to last with these things, but I really don't care. I'm going to get another one. Yeah. Well, it gives you excuse to buy another one. Yeah. Cause use that other one at home defense and home defense shotgun. Yeah. Cause I, we did I, try that. Remember the pumpkin we did, we did shoot a pumpkin at like, I think it was about five, 10 yards and it, it did pretty it much vaporize the sucker. Yeah, it was so. gone. It was gone. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get, let's get a few comments here. We had Gene. We, Eric says he, uh, he shoots the 20 gauge Remington 870. I'm kind of liking a 16 gauge bolt action. Yeah, I think yeah. bolt action shotguns are freaking cool, man. Yeah, I've, I've shot some and seen them. They're pretty cool. Um, Lynette says, once your dog is trained, you never have to buzz them. We have only had to buzz our dogs once for Gemma, maybe two times for Axel in this in his young stubborn years. Now, I don't really remember you buzzing uh, Ace that often, Wyatt. No, I mean it was no, pretty rare. But, but this guy. Yeah, he's he, poor soul. He's just too hot strong. <laughs> yeah, he's, I mean it's it's a daily occurrence because he just yeah. Well, Randy said he had to go. Uh, catch you guys later. Love the show. Thank you, Randy. Matter of fact, I'm uh, doing my show right here. Got a table from Randy. Appreciate that. Gave me gave me the bro deal on. It's a great table. TJ uh, <laughs> says first thing Bill ever wrecked. Referring to your shotgun, of course. Which oh. is why we're all laughing because that's. Definitely... Oh, I got a list. Yeah. <laughs> Still ain't hey, 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 wait! Now, he usually wrecks his own stuff. Oh, that's some good, good, good uh, comedy right there. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. <laughs> so, Wyatt, uh, yeah. what kind of choke do you run in the 28 gauge then? I run two modified, and I run them the same because I don't have my crap together good enough to have my trigger selector and ba da da da. And I figure if a bird gets up and I miss the first one, it's pull pull. So you, you haven't changed anything from what we shot at thirty yards there. Yeah, I and I want to say I want to say that gong is like two feet wide by three inches tall. And and I'm telling you, it absolutely freaking waylaid that. There's no way a bird was there. It was getting away. And I was there. I know it was 30 yards because we shot that at many, many times. So whatever you got going there is, is pretty sweet. Whatever that, whatever that choke is in there. Yeah. I, like I said, I don't know what, I don't know how far out of whack these shells are as far as. Yeah. So the next time we're out, let's chrono it. And then let's actually, because they're, they're yeah. saying when I was reading this article and I sent you like 40 yards is where they want to, they want it patterned at, uh, oh, God, I'm going to look at my picture here. What the 40 yards, they say you're supposed to have a 40-inch spread at 40 yards, which I don't know. From looking at that, man, we're we're probably, you know, we're probably going to be right about that at 40, yeah, right? I think so. I mean, we're going to do it. We're going to do it for sure. So, yeah, I got some factories, and I got factory uh... – I got factory yeah. four tens and fact and and I think Dad's got reloads there that he made. Me. So in the comments here we got Dave from uh, seventeen sixty sports up there, man. And uh, said he's looking at a twenty eight gauge available. The supply is back, so if you got a twenty eight gauge and you're looking for for some rounds, check him out. 
I, I highly recommend them. I mean, it's a little bit more of a challenge than the 12. Doesn't wreck your meat because I've you yeah. clean birds with a 12 gauge. There's that wad of feathers pushed all the way into the inside. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I've actually, the most damage I've ever seen, Marty, uh, years ago, Marty's youngest brother, Casey, actually came up hunting and he had a, I don't know if it was a wingmaster or whatever, but man, this pheasant got up in front of us about 15. It actually, honestly, just vaporized the entire breast off of the thing. We were both kind of like, ooh, like we never, I don't know if it was just a freak thing or not, but yeah. And I've seen your birds, Wyatt, and I've, that you know, was a slug. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Whoa, crap. And a magnum yet. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Tammy makes uh, pheasant for us every year when we're up hunting and fry daddy there. And it's, it's awesome. That's the best pheasant ever, actually. But yeah, they're never running into any BBs and it's not that beat up. And I've seen you, you know, clean your birds out, open them up after you've shot them. And, and I, the 28 I, gauge is definitely awesome for that. And I'll thump them close or a long ways off. And it doesn't really seem to. It just doesn't have that. Uh, granted, I wouldn't want to hunt duck with. Well, I mean, the close ones I've seen, the head just vaporizes on them. So. Yeah, once you <laughs> through the eye, I save everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He died all day. Oh, right through the eye again. Yeah, yeah. That's how I usually do that. <laughs> right where I was aiming, boys. I'll guarantee you. Yeah. yeah. Held off his beak a ways, and I knew that one BB there. It always goes low and left, so I kind of yeah. figured that in there twenty yards. Exactly. Well, I usually file one bb and put that one in each <laughs> that's the oddball yeah that, <laughs> yeah. that goes low and left on you yeah <laughs> yeah it's that hollow point bb i put in <laughs> yeah so yeah, we were actually going to get into some choke talk here but i don't know i think we're going to skip that it actually seems kind of one thing i do want to make they said in this article that the modified choke uh, it makes for an all-around good choke that meets many applications. For it's a good choice for big party pheasant hunts, um, where you can shoot or your shots can be longer than the ones so you get over your dog. Man, I I did go on one of those ones. I don't know how many times you guys have ever done that, but I, I think hunting behind just like three or four people behind behind a dog or whatever, a small amount was way funner than that. I not not that I didn't have fun. Don't get me wrong, but. Uh, that you know, we get the big horseshoe going over a whole quarter of land, and you just you know, I, I mean, that's maybe that's for a lot of people. For me, I mean, the thing of it is, you do get a lot of shots in, right? Because you oh, got yeah. guys in there who don't hunt and they suck, and you're just like, oh, this is gonna that's be great. I'm gonna shoot, you know. Yeah, but uh, you know, game and fish didn't hear that, I guess, did they? But oh, uh, <laughs> sorry, Jib, just kidding. Buddy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think going behind a dog and watching, uh, you know. I like I, when I was younger, I just, the thrill of the kill was a big thing too. I mean, obviously you like to eat them too, but the older you get, the more, way more appreciative of, of watching the dog work and just hanging out with your buddies and talking and not worried about shooting everything. So I just love to watch the dogs work, especially when it all comes together and they actually start, you know, and I'm, I'm a year or two away from that. Yeah. You know, this year is going to be probably a complete crap shoe show for us. Um, it'll well, be good we'll see. There'll be some good times, but it's not going to be this. Right away, it might be. You know, I just, yeah, we'll see. Well, That's part of anything. You got to, you got to learn something. You're going to have, oh, yeah. the, you're going to have the I'm setbacks and ups and downs. And yeah, exactly. I, I actually like dogs better than people. <laughs> yeah, I'm just say that. Yeah. <laughs> dogs are definitely better than most people. That's and for they're sure. cheaper to go to the bar with too, because you only got to buy one drink. Yeah, yeah, you can put them right up on the bar and drink out of the water. Yeah, yeah. exactly. What was that? 
Oh, Marty. Oh, UFO. Oh, <laughs> oh, they're real. Okay, we did find them finally. <laughs> hey, I was going to show you one piece of uh, yeah, go for it, bud. stuff I pack with. Being I'm pretty short in the crotch, this thing here. You put it okay, on. Okay, what is that actually? You you put it on the T post and you step on the wire. You step over the top and off the other side. So oh, what? Well, hey, man, I know somebody who 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 listens to the show on the podcast occasionally who needs that. I think you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Initials uh, J H. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get him one for Christmas, and I might yeah. send it early. I was gonna say, get him an early one. I'll, I'll get it for uh, maybe Halloween or something. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I've never seen a guy who ran college track that that struggled more across some barbed wire fences. Yeah. But that, that that's a hey, and then no joke though. That is pretty awesome, actually. Whether you're, I mean, I'm six feet tall, but they, they hook the middle of your pants and rip your crotch out, and it pisses you off. So I, I, that's, well, and that that thing looks really light. Is it plastic? It is. It's it's aluminum. It's aluminum. Okay. Okay. That's Even better. Metal. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Mind that. Yeah. Some poor little kid in Africa. <laughs> yeah. That's diamonds. We just do that oh, over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and lithium. Remember, Clay gets a sweatshop going for stuff like that in his yeah, basement. Exactly. So. exactly. <laughs> but, but for somebody as low crotched as I am, it's nice. And then uh, you don't have to be stretched. Even the tall guys, they go to that top wire, push it all the way down, and stretch yeah. the fence out. Yep. Oh. And you're, yeah. When you're in hot pursuit, yeah, you're not. it's probably not the thing, but. When you're just crossing fences. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you know, you get a nice hunt, pair of hunting pants. You know, I was looking in here in the shield singing. Just, you know. Yeah, I mean, the thing. cheapest ones seem like like they're like 100 bucks. You know, if they're yeah. water, not not even. Which one is resistant is where they actually can't get waterproof is where they just kind of shed them. You know. Yeah. And I mean, not, not even that. I mean, 100 bucks and then you rip the crotch out and then. I'm lucky I got somebody uh, close to me who does it out of their house. But, uh, yeah, no point in ripping your pants. And uh, I'm certainly not too proud to use something like, I'm tall enough to crawl over this son of a You know, and that's about the time you get it ripped out. So Yeah, well, you know, I got And how much was that? How much was that thing? Why well, I don't know. I, I Honestly, I don't know. It's she, You know the different. price of stuff. You just make too much money. You just buy it. Yeah. <laughs> close my eyes. <laughs> There's only one. He had it specially made for himself. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I had two, but they know. smashed the mold and they were done with that one. <laughs> Tammy has to crawl under the fences yeah. and he goes over them. Yeah, that's why he calls her antelope. Yeah. Little pronghorn. <laughs> Little pronghorn. She's pronghorn boys, I'll tell you. Yeah. And he was pronghorn. <laughs> Pr- prong. Inside joke there, but uh <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Oh man, I'll tell you what. So, all right, you guys got anything more to add here? We're going to move on to uh, we got a couple second amendment bullet points here. I, I do want to add one thing that I was just at the uh, uh, Cody, Wyoming. The gun yeah, that's gonna be, I was going to use that for a two way bullet points. Okay, here why it was. okay, we can do that. All right, so let's okay, I'm going to read just a couple comments here and then we'll hit it. Why, uh, Lynette says, just going off from my walk every morning and watching them work for fun is the best absolutely yep absolutely and one shot cap <laughs> most hunting dogs are smarter than joe biden i would say probably all hunting dogs oh, yeah. actually are. <laughs> yeah, <they're right>. uh, yeah. <laughs> let's be honest here yeah. <laughs> so what what wyatt was talking about here uh we're gonna do our two-way bullet points here uh the uh, firearms museum the cody firearms museum 
they went riding four wheelers down there, right, Wyatt? And your razors yeah. uh, spitting your your fumes into the air and polluting oh, everything. Yeah. <laughs> work all the way down at seven miles a gallon. Yeah, and then Wyatt's Ranger has the yeah, Punisher on the side of it. <laughs> <laughs> so he'll give you a little more insight here. I'll just give you the overall because I actually remember uh, Trent Luce was on. I think it was when Daryl was right on. He was in Wyoming, and I asked him if he was in Cody, and I asked him if he was there, and he said, no, I'd like to see it. And you mentioned that to me that you were there, and I said, and Wyatt was there, but he'll give you a little more insight after this. But uh, the Cody Firearms Museum, uh, they say houses the most. This is from their website houses the most comprehensive collection of American firearms in the world. In 1975, the Winchester Firearms Collection, the heart of this museum, adventured west as a loan from the Olin Corporation. It was deeded as a gift in 1988, and to date, the Cody Firearms Museum has over 7,000 firearms with more than 30,000 firearms-related artifacts. And... They got uh, uh, Winchester-made guns. Winchester-made guns are not the only manufacturer you'll see here, which Wyatt will tell you shortly, though virtually every significant manufacturer in the world is represented. And they got, uh, of course, you can go through their records here, which I think Wyatt was telling me about last night as well, uh, for individual firearms from Winchester, Marlin, L.C. Smith, Ithaca, Savage, and, you know, you can check everything out on, on a history of whatever gun you're looking for here, Wyatt. So, I mean, how, how big of a place was this actually, Wyatt? It was massive. Uh, so, like the Civic Center, big or oh the yeah. events? Basically, the Civic Center, but not upper levels. Okay. You know? Okay. It, well, they did have it upstairs and a downstairs, but the footprint, you know, was about the size of Civic Center. I mean, is it one big area with just guns everywhere? Or do they got separate? Yeah, rooms they got separate stuff, and then they got an area that's uh, they got the prehistoric stuff, and they got a bunch of uh, uh, the wild bill hickok and all those mm -hmm. the, the show people back in the day they got a whole bunch of their stuff and then they got a whole bunch of uh stage coaches and stuff from the pony express deal and then the gun collection uh the gun collection there when you buy your ticket it's 23 bucks because it's, it's actually called the buffalo bill center of the west right yeah okay yeah, I believe anyway, so. yeah go ahead but it's, you can't miss it it's right on the main drag and you think it's a college but it's a museum <laughs> really that's yeah. awesome yeah, and uh, um, so you're saying if uh, if a leftist drives through Cody and sees it and realizes it's full of guns, it's probably just gonna sell oh, some night right there. Oh Lord! <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> if you do go planned, they, they're the tickets when you buy them, it's twenty three bucks. Go ahead, it's good for three days, I believe, and you will need at least two days to take it all in. I mean, because. After a while, we were there for six hours. We only we only had one day to go. Um, and you now know, I would I, say for that price, for that, for three days in the, in the, in the Joe yeah. Biden and Bidenomics economy, that's a pretty sweet deal. Yeah, it's it, and there's so much stuff. I found guns I've got, and and just there's so much stuff there that I, and, and it's got a bunch of the the um, I don't want to go into too many details because I want people to just go and see it. Yeah, but, I'd love to see it. But they got a huge amount of prototypes, of the stuff that people were trying to come up with. And then uh, a big deal on the air guns back in the day. They had... Uh, yeah, Lewis and Clark actually had one. Yeah, and the and old stuff, old stuff. Pneumatic, CO2, mm -hmm. and, and, and spring uh, air guns. Um, that was all in the basement. But you name it, it's in there. It's awesome. a phenomenal thing to go see. So, what do you think? Stuff. 
I know you said you didn't see it all, but what do you think was probably the, the most interesting or the coolest firearm you saw in there? <laughs> it was called the duck bill. <laughs> and I don't know how it worked. And maybe it was just a prototype because I was reading so much crap, but it had five barrels on it and it shot out and it would shoot in a flat line. Like if you had five guys standing in front of you. Oh my God. So it was like the first AR-15 ever made. Yeah. Yeah, theoretically, it would do that. I don't know if it actually worked, if it was a prototype. Oh, it worked, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, anything with gunpowder close to it. You know, dead person each shot right here. Yeah, every one of them. Yep. (laughs) See, what's funny is... leftist people like like think that that place is just you could just smell the death whereas you and marty and i and people are listening are like man that, that is a freaking one of the coolest places oh it is and then they had a ton of uh native american guns there that they had they didn't obviously they didn't make them but the ones they had captured and and, and done up the yeah so talk about what you're telling me about the pins in there yeah they they, tax, tax. they put the tax and i think when i was a kid all the saddles had the round tacks, brass tacks, the brass tacks, and and they were all in their stocks of the guns and on the forestock and everywhere. Mm-hmm. What do you suppose that was for, Marty? I think decoration. Right, but I think they took them off of saddles. In my opinion, well, where would they have got the tacks from, or could you buy them? I, at the store? Yeah, they were they were trade good because oh, back okay. in them days, you know the the decorated saddles with the with yeah. the spots yeah. on. That was later. Oh, okay. you know, your you Texas, just got a black. Yeah, you got a black saddle. Yeah, your Texas Trail Drover wasn't going to have right. Didn't need to wait. Spots on it. You're right, right, right. You okay. know, so the, they called the spots. Why? What was the the gun of choice there for for the natives? What was that? Was it a musket it was, or was it a repeater? <laughs> no, it was the old lever action. Oh, okay. Both hey. of them were in there, and they even had some gun stocks that had broke, and they had put a blade in them for a tomahawk type thing. Damn, I like that. Yeah, they had it. Yeah, so it was really neat. I mean, I, I mean, blue coach didn't like it, but I do. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But I mean, I'd highly recommend it if anyone's got. And don't just plan an hour or two. I mean, yeah, you really couldn't even get through one room in an hour or two. And they had a general store set up in there, and you could buy a thirty-two forty Winchester lever action. For $18.50, and if you wanted a round barrel, and if you wanted an octagon, it was $19.50. No, what year was that? Do you oh, remember? When that, I don't. They didn't have the year. I was seeing the 1800s. You have a guy could go back in time and just. Oh, Lord. But what I don't understand, and I was kind of wondering, I was hoping Gene would stick with us. He would probably know, or somebody must know. I thought the octagon barrel was how they all came. This one. I did, too. Barrel, the octagon barrel was an upgrade. So, I, I don't know. I mean, it, got to be just cosmetic, right? It couldn't have been. Or, I mean, it, they do it, look cool. I think they look, I think Octagon. Well, I think, to me, the Octagon would be more accurate because, you no, know, like like our bull barrels are more accurate than a regular deer rifle mm-hmm. getting heated up. You know, your mm-hmm. first shot is probably all the same. You know, but but that, uh, that bull barrel is designed to take more heat. That was the early days of fluting the barrel, why right? it was called octagoning it. Yeah, apparently, but <laughs> cools off quicker. I can shoot faster again. Right. So yeah, that that's awesome though. I mean, did so is there people walking around answering your questions, or if you had something, did you kind of have to hunt somebody um, down? 
there was a few people around there, but we didn't really ask, you know, I, I there was some people. Well, how you probably know everything about them anyway? Gun nut. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not a gun nut like I am, but I'm not knowledgeable. Yeah. I know uh, point, shoot, and pick it up when you're done, but. Well, yeah. you're good at that. Yeah, try. But uh, there was, there was, uh, like I said, there was people around there. I'm sure they uh, would, but there's so much there. I don't know how the hell you could be a uh, aficionado uh, of. So well, they had like everything from those old guns all the way up to the most modern yeah, thing you could ever see. Yeah, they actually had a, they had a new um, Gunworks. Yeah. Gunworks. Yeah, yeah, Gunworks company, yeah, for sure. With, with uh, a nice night force stock, uh, scope on it, suppressed, modern deal right up mm-hmm. there. Um, I mean, they literally had everything. They had so all the pressure. That's for poachers and murderers. Yeah. They were yeah. decorated with human teeth. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the other side. <laughs> so that's uh, what I was thinking, Marty, about them tax. I was going to say maybe, maybe when, uh, you know, when they had the Indians fighting the, the, you know, the union sh- troops coming out to that, maybe once they got somebody down off their horse, they pulled them tax out and, well, hey, got a souvenir from this guy. <laughs> I don't know. I think they were or trophy. Goods. Yeah, they were trade goods, and not that I blame them. I'd do the same thing. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know, but uh, but yeah, it was really super neat. People need to go, uh, and don't don't plan to spend an hour there. And it, and just for reference sake, because I was way wrong. How far is Cody from from say Belfouche? In what direction? Belfouche or Billings? Belfouche. If you're in Belfouche and you say I'm gonna go to check out the firearms museum. Oh, it's quite a ways, like five, four hundred miles, I would say, somewhere in there. I'm not. Yeah, positive. see, because in my mind, it was like it was like ninety miles away, and when we looked it up, I was going, "Whoa, okay." I don't have the exact deal. I know when you get to Billings, it's not that far to shoot up there. And, oh, and, so Billings is closer than it is to Belfouche. Okay, oh, yeah. so it's in oh, northern yeah. Wyoming, really. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. But definitely, if you're, like I said, plan a couple days. Okay. If you can, if you can do it, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna do one. I'm gonna do one more commercial here, guys, and I got another Second Amendment bullet point, and then we're gonna hit the hit the happy ending. Okay. And uh, we got anything else we're gonna hit on? Maybe some people are craving some some angry political speak. We can squeeze some of that in there too. Yeah, <laughs> Marty's eyes got all big. I'm, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm laughing. Ah. Uh, all right, so here, here we're going to do one more single ad here, and we'll come back. I'm going to do it, and trust me, if you hang in there, because you're going to laugh at this Second Amendment bullet point, I promise you, so hang on. Lauer Auto Repair. They're located at 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota, or give them a call at 701-258-6308. The team of mechanics at Lauer Auto can tackle any problem your vehicle is having, and when you do business with Lauer, you can be assured you're doing business with the Pro Second Amendment America First Repair Shop. There's plenty of other auto repair shops in the Bismarck Mandan area, but why take the chance of patronizing a shop that might not have your beliefs at heart? Make no mistake, Lauer Auto is your Pro Second Amendment repair shop. When you talk to the guys at Lauer Auto, don't forget to tell them you heard they're a sponsor of Guns and the 701 and that you appreciate their support of our Pro Second Amendment, Pro North Dakota, live stream and podcast. That's Lauer Auto Repair, 701-258-6308, located at 309 South Washington Street, Bismarck, North Dakota. 
You bet. And like I said, you get into Lauer Auto Repair, the blind guy in North Dakota, make sure you tell him you heard it on Guns in the 701 and you appreciate him supporting shows like this. Because, uh, hey, could Clay and I do this? Yeah, we could. It'd be 100% out of our pocket. But, I mean, having good sponsors like this, awesome sponsors, Sponsor. pro-America sponsors, it, it makes this not, not only fun, it makes it a lot easier for us to, to do it and cover the cost of things. Because it costs more than you think. So we appreciate our sponsors, and, and please let them know that you appreciate them supporting us. Because, they're, hey, they're supporting us, they're supporting you, and we're, we're getting the message out here. So, all right, we got <laughs> I maybe I thought this was this this was funnier than 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 you guys will, but I mean it's short. But uh, Clayton told me about this shooting at a ball game, baseball game, and I think it was a Chicago White Sox game here. And he didn't know the details of it, but he heard about it. So and I and I, lo- <laughs> I looked it up, and and here's the story I got out of this. So uh, two women were actually shot inside a White Sox stadium. If you don't know the White Sox are Chicago White Sox during a home game last Friday. And now it's being reported that one of the victims allegedly snuck the gun in the stadium, tucking it in between her rolls of her belly fat. Oh my God. (laughs) The shooting occurred during the fourth inning as the White Sox played the Oakland A's. One of the gunshot victims reportedly snuck the gun in, like I said here, past the metal detectors, hiding it in the folds of her belly fat, USA Today pointed out. The gun discharged, grazing the belly of the 26-year-old woman who snuck it in and striking a 42-year-old woman in the leg next to her. The 42-year-old was hospitalized in fair condition. The 26-year-old refused medical treatment. Maybe it was a 22 then or something. I don't know. Because they can bounce off your forehead, right, Marty? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Chicago intern police superintendent Fred Waller said the game was allowed to go on after the incident because police didn't want to create a panic. But, I mean, that should have been just like a silencer in there, right, if it was tucked in the bird's nest there on her? (laughs) I mean... Just tuck her right in here and sneak it into a ball game, and then the metal detector can't even see it. So it had to sound like a sigh going through grass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that uh, that's 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 something. I don't know. I like I said, I probably thought it was funnier than most people. But you can tuck a gun in your in your rolls there and sneak it into a baseball that game. That just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Oh, <laughs> I hope they oiled the gun up good. <laughs> it was well oiled. Honestly. Yeah, because that sucker's gonna rust up pretty quick. It gets pretty humid hey. in there. So <laughs> oh I see you got a, I'm gonna go to these chats here. I see we got a couple comments pop up here. Uh Lynette said my her kitties are smarter than Joe Biden. They do actually her, her and Axel got a couple cute little kittens. <laughs> I, I have seen them a few times. They, uh potato is smarter than Biden. Kevin Giggs, absolutely, Kevin. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, Dougie says Chicago versus Oakland makes sense. Someone was shot. So yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. it definitely does. And I mean, if you sneak, um, guns into, into any sporting event and you're in your roles of fat, you know what you are. Nasty person. <laughs> yes, you are. Thank you for that. President Trump. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. All right, so let's well, we're gonna move on here to to our to our happy ending of the week. And normally, I like my my endings a little happier than this, but this one's still pretty sweet. Uh, it's coming to us, Ann Arbor, Michigan. We got a 77 year old homeowner heard what sounded like somebody opened a screen door around uh, around dinner time. Just come back here in, in May, 
Uh, he found someone already in the kitchen. The stranger was a tall man who looked to be in his 20s. He forced his way through a window over the sink. So he crawled in, right? Um, the homeowner had his gun, fired one shot at the intruder. Didn't I don't think he hit him. He, uh, he fled through the same window. This 77-year-old said he went out the window head first. So all he had to do <laughs> was shoot. And this sucker dove through the window like Greg Lugane is coming off the high board there. And, uh, the, the armed citizen said he was younger than me, no doubt stronger than me. I'm 77 years old. I was in my house, and I defended myself with my firearm. Police are still investigating the matter. They never did find um, if this guy was shot or whatever, but but the one shot was enough to scare this guy back out the window. He crawled in head first, and he dove out head first, so. Right. All he had to do was hear this sucker and he, and he went out, didn't just like the roadrunner going out to getting away from the coyote there or something. So I was happy ending there. The guy protected himself, defended himself with his firearm, which, which by all rights, everybody has to do as far as I'm concerned, no matter what state you live in. So exactly with that guys, you got anything else you want to, you want to add in here from what we were talking about is something on your mind you want to hit on or are we good? I, I think we covered most of it. I don't know. Well, okay. the big thing is with these dogs is to get them out. I mean, dogs are like kids. The more you do with them, the better results you're going to have. And and just get, you know, I don't, whatever kind of hunting you're into, if you can involve an animal or a kid, you're going to have a good, a, a, a more fun of a time oh, yeah. and you're going to have better yep. results. Yep. Yep. For sure. I mean, if, yeah. And like I said earlier in the show, Hunting behind Wyatt's dogs has definitely made me a huge fan of, of hunting behind a dog. Because, man, man, I was younger, I'd put mile. It, it, Marty, I know it's hard to believe, but even Billy, he'd come out and walk all day with me. <laughs> <laughs> you try to get him to do that now, not so much. But he he isn't shooting the prairie dogs now, which he was, he was a lot better at it. Well, I, not, I should say I knew he was going to be good. He, he sniped them pretty good there. So, And I did get his... His uh, cheap AR that was put together with Frankenstein parts. I got it all back together for him. It should hang together next time we we head out and blast some down there in business place. So, Absolutely. which it, the, the second time around wasn't as good, was it, Wyatt? I thought uh-huh. maybe we cleared a few more out because we kind of noticed that like something came through there. I don't know if it, it killed him <laughs> off or poisoned him or what happened there, right? No, he kind of got, got the plague. Or... It was too wet. You know, they seem to thrive more on a dry year. You know, when it's dry, it just seems like there's more prairie dogs. And yeah. That, I don't know if that's a fact. You can see them because the grass ain't as tall. Because you asked Biz if he poisoned them, right? And he said, no, it just looks oh, like they're, they're – we is, noticed that right away because we've yeah. shot there many times. And thanks, yeah, Eric. Eric Glauser, he said another great show. Appreciate it, Eric. Thanks for hanging in there. Um, I, I don't know if you got that buck or if it's getting a little dark, but if you didn't, I hope I hope you're successful here the next time you go out, buddy. Appreciate well, it. Yeah. Also, it's a little-known fact that Bigfoot – Oh, hunts prairie dogs. <laughs> Those well, are... <laughs> we've got a Bigfoot, Sasquatch, yeah. whatever, wild man, hairy man, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. them. If they move into your area, you can expect the small game like the raccoons or the prairie dogs or whatever you got. They're gone. They move on. Yeah. So what I want to see Bigfoot do is, is go down to Florida and the Everglades or these got these Burmese pythons and it'd be like King Kong movie wrestling with them. Man, I don't I don't get why they don't just cut people loose to just exterminate the hell out of those things. I don't they, know why they couldn't. What hear. could possibly come of the good of these? I mean, how these things are like 30 feet long and big around down near is a, is a five-gallon bucket. 
Well, did you see the the kid that got the the one? They got it. They got a, a, a competition down there, and he wanted a fifteen foot. It weighed like I don't know. Was it six or seven hundred pounds? God, python. Yeah. That he is won unbelievable. He was on. Yeah, he well, was on the news somewhere. Uh, but I mean, it's. It and I mean, what? I mean, Marty, you know a lot more about this than me. But what what possible good can that do for an ecosystem? Well, nothing. I, I know guys that hunt down there. All the raccoons are gone. Um, all the small game is gone. They're they're even taking out the apex predators, which be which would be alligators. Yeah, I've seen they're them. They're taking them a lot of whitetail fawns, and and even you know a, that big of a python, a, a deer, a whitetail doe oh. down there, you know, isn't a hundred pounds, and that's nothing. Yeah, yeah. You know, pythons are like politicians. There should be a price on their head. <laughs> yeah i'm laughing but he, he's marty's right about that that's that's a great analogy right there we <laughs> i'm also laughing at this comment we got here from tom he, speaking of the story i had the second uh the second story there the, the two a bullet point of the woman and the he said wouldn't that be called a foop holster <laughs> a what holster a foop an f-u-p <laughs> <laughs> I can't say it on here, but use your yeah, imagination. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tom, I, I think that's exactly oh, okay, what it's yeah. called. What's that, Wyatt? I can't read it because allow our auto repair. <laughs> yeah, we got that loud and proud up there. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I see. I do. Lauer Auto just commented over that one, actually. He said, Florida laws handicap snake hunting. Well, figure that. Well, hey. See, um, not that he's going to win, but um, that'd be a good uh, bonus for Ronnie D to, to tell uh, the well, legislature down there. To... Christ. Yeah, I, I mean, like Marty said, they're, they're worthless. They're killing all the, all the other game off and, you know, eating deer. And I've seen them too, Marty. Like you said, the apex, Christ, they're swallowing alligators whole. Yeah. And if they yeah. can do that, I can assure you, any human being, they can they – can, we're a light snack for them. Hey, I mean, it's back, back in the day, they come back here and cleaned out all the timber wolves and everything that was here at one time because mm -hmm. they were killing everything. So you could have livestock. Yeah. You can't end tell game. me end game. So yeah. tell me we can't go down there and clear them bastards out. Yeah. But man, if you ever go on online and watch like on social media and you say that you, you'd be shocked how many like snake lovers there are. They think it's evil as hell to kill snakes off. I'm like, What's wrong They're with you not people? Supposed to be go get one. You can have one. Just keep it in your damn house. Yeah, and then you see there the video. Snakes there already. They had eastern diamondbacks. Uh -huh. They had copperheads. You know, they they didn't need the the pet market to turn mm -hmm. a bunch of pythons loose, and now people want to protect them. Yeah. So, what do you think a python? Would a python eat like a western diamondback? Oh, I think they eat anything. Get their because they're up. way bigger. I mean, if, if 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 a poisonous snake, a venomous snake, would even hit a python, it wouldn't even probably hurt them, would it? Well, I don't know about that. I mean, that would be good view and a python against uh, eastern diamondback. You know what? The I think like seven eight feet for an eastern diamondback, um, and we're talking that's a big fifteen feet for or well even some yeah, of these are fifteen than feet that, but... and it's bigger out. You know, yeah. like I said, put a price on their head. Give send kids out there and the, let them shoot them with twenty twos. Yeah, ten twenty twos, blast them off. Because I mean, they're not that tough, are they? I mean, a twenty two would definitely probably oh, do. Or are they? I'll tell you what, them buggers. I've you know, well, look at a bull snake. I mean, them buggers. 
you know, you see one get run over on the road, you know, I don't kill bull snakes, but um, you see one killed on the road or run over on the road, that thing slithers around there for a long time. Imagine if he was 16 feet long. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true too. Or, or, or a turt, you know, all them reptiles. They, yeah. Yeah. Good point. And I mean, I had that video too of Doug and Lynette. Dougie shot that rattler out there and that big sucker. He was, that was a pretty thick beast. There. I don't think I don't want that one hitting me, but Eric Newman here in the comments, uh, he, he <laughs> he's ready to chase some coons with you, Marty. He said he just, uh, Chase the neighbor's knothead bull out of the pasture, so he, he, <laughs> he, he he's ready to get running after some. Doug says uh, they turn the Everglades into a state park, so now one can go into the Everglades with an airboat or the swamp buggies. So, oh yeah, now no one can go. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, you can't even hunt them then, right? If it's a if it's a state park, well, you can't you hunt. Gotta, state they park. were walking in after these bastards. That's how that kid got it. <laughs> I mean, that, see, that's a lack of common sense, making something easier for people to get rid of something that's just a, a drag on society and then game in general. But whatever, I guess that's Florida's problem if they want to let them ridiculous things get huge and keep going out of control. But all right, I'll tell you what, guys, we're coming up here on uh, about an hour and 45, and uh, I'm just going to do a few plugs here. And if you guys got anything to add before we, before we cut, before we lit out of here and they found out who we was, you just get that lined up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh every friday uh, every friday we're on mitchell in the morning 7 40 a.m mountain 8 40 a.m central time at todd mitchell show kfyr 550 a.m as a matter of fact i got uh, to say when the twin season is over clay and i which is going to be in about two weeks clay and i are actually going to start at 8 15 in the morning and go till about five to nine so we're going we're going to be going longer on kfyr every friday and Coming up on Patriots Day on the 11th, it's actually going to be our last show on KFYR Plus on KFYR TV's live stream. So if you guys want to catch that, um, now we didn't get fired and there was no hard feelings. We're just we're just parting ways. I mean, Clay and I are doing a lot of things here and it's taking up a lot of time. And, and we just figured, you know, um, we're going to get a little extra time on KFYR. We're hitting our demographic more. We're getting a lot more eyes and ears on that. So to check out our last show there, KFYR Plus in the crosshairs with Jay Dillon. That's going to be on the 11th. That's at, at uh, 12.30 Central, 11.30 a.m. Mountain. That's going to go for about 30 minutes like usual. And and after that, just look for us, like I said, every Friday, Todd Mitchell Show, 8.40 a.m. Central, KFYR, 5.50 a.m. And on iHeartRadio, we're on it because Todd knows we're the best podcast on iHeart, baby. Absolutely. <laughs> Love it and appreciate it. Appreciate KFYR Plus uh, with with Jay and uh, Jay and uh, Jr. getting us on there. That was awesome. It's a great experience. We've been on there since I think end of January, beginning of February, and and coming up here and uh, the end of September, the beginning of October is going to be one year we've been on with Todd. So it's awesome. We're looking to keep going on K Fire, and hopefully you guys find us entertaining and informative because that's what we're on there for, and to and to get the freedom message out like like Daryl's doing on there and. And everybody else on K Fire. So, yeah, we after, got uh, we get into uh, bird season, we'll have to have another show on the dogs. Yeah, like yeah. oh, 100%. We'll, we'll, we'll come back on here and and we'll let Wyke and everybody know, and I will, how how uh, how Deuce is doing. And of course, JR, like we we're just talking about JR, oh, yeah. he's got oh, yeah. uh, he's got Nova, yeah, and we'll let you know if JR liked why it's a T post fence climber there. And oh, yeah. <laughs> Coming, JR. It's coming. <laughs> oh, that's great. 
Eric Newman says, Daisy BB gun to the head of rattlesnakes. Kills them instantly with no damage. Like that. And Eric's a big rattlesnake guy, too. Well, Marty used to do some little rattlesnake hunting there, too, right? I remember. Ah, his own hide right there. Right there. Oh, sweet. <laughs> really? That's freaking oh, yeah. badass. You made that? Yeah. Cool. Well, actually, a rattlesnake made it. I just made it in the <laughs> You just made it fit. Yeah. <laughs> but i don't iPhone. have python boots but you know maybe if i go to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get me a hog skin coat and a python boots yeah 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 you know what, what are them little things they got that mother look like a rat nutra nutra nutria yeah yeah, yeah. man they shoot them off of airboats in louisiana i watch it i mean if something looks funner than shooting maybe prairie dogs that might be it actually uh, and that'd be awesome for your shotgun too, because them guys smoke them things at close range. So that that would be fun. Hey, you still got a sling for uh for giveaway, right? Yep, I do. Whoever I'm looking it's right there. With, hey, whoever comes up with the song that talks about a suitcase made out of rattlesnake hide gets that sling. All right, you heard that. We <laughs> The listeners are dwindling, but we'll do it. I mean, I'll cover the shipping. If you live in town, I'll deliver it right to you. Search it up. made out of rattlesnake hide. Hi. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't even, I'm not even sure which one you're talking about. Well, next, your next show, you'll be able, they'll be able to tell you. All right. <laughs> Unless you're really smart, you get it in right now. <laughs> I don't know. He's. Runs in a different realm than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I was actually talking to Clay about running another another uh, trivia question about that. But Marty came up with one that I certainly would have. Mine would have probably been a lot easier. So <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, next week even, Clayton's going to be back. He's down. I can't remember what he's doing, but uh, appreciate Wyatt and Marty filling in for him. It was a fun show, you guys. I had an awesome time doing this with you guys. It was great. But uh, what we're going to do – I'm actually going to – might might be a little controversial to some people, but um, I'm actually going to put it up as a, as I didn't, do a, I didn't do a question this week, a poll question, but I'm going to do it. If people think um, more public hunting line would be beneficial to North Dakota, I'm going to put that up there. I know where Clayton stands on that one for sure, 100%, but I think it would be a good topic, good discussion. We're going to do that in a poll question right off the top next Wednesday. We're going to give you the result. I'll post it tomorrow. So if you're looking to answer on there, um, do that. Guns and Roses sings that Eric Newman said. <laughs> That's one of them. There's actually two songs. Eric. Okay, but why, why do you want the name of the song? Well, he's right. We're going to give it to him. But All right, Eric. You got but, it, buddy. Um, the Old Man Down the Road by John Fogarty John- was the one I was thinking really? of. But, yeah. Okay, but, I... Love that song. I didn't know that was, I didn't know he sang about his rattlesnake suitcase. Yeah. The, the, I remember the, the video. They followed, remember I, they followed the cord down the road for the whole song. <laughs> and then at the end, he was at his right by his amp playing. But all right, all right, Eric, you got it, man. Next time Clay's up, and I'll send it down with him. Or if you're up here for sure, it's the, uh, get my glasses off so I can read far. Yeah, the Patriot. It's the Patriot sling. I know it's actually pretty sweet, Marty. I don't know where you got them. They got a great, Great message on there, but uh, yeah, it, it's a sweet sling. I know last time I think uh, um, Fargo, I think somebody from Fargo won that one. But uh, yep, all right, guns. What was the name of the Guns and Roses song? 
Well, I'm hearing crickets. <laughs> Just go listen to the John Fogarty one. Yeah. The old man, the old man down the road. All right. And I, think, I think that Guns N' Roses were referencing John Fogarty's song. Okay. Not an expert on Axl Rose. I don't even care for him anymore. <laughs> he can disappear for all I Axel needs to get more on the coon jerky low carb thing than what he's been yeah. eating. So. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, you, Eric says, thank you, sir. You're welcome, Eric. Thanks for hanging with us, everybody. Appreciate it. Uh, actually, I think we might have set a record for the longest show. Sorry, Clay. We <laughs> thought we were going to do it. But, <laughs> but like I said, fun show again. Um, thank, thank Wyatt and thank Marty for joining me. I'm Megan going hunting. We'll see you. All right. We'll see you, Marty. Good luck, Marty. Have fun, buddy. I know you'll get what you're after, <laughs> but, uh, all right, Wyatt, I'll tell you what, we're going to hit the, we're going to hit the end stream here. Okay. And, uh, after that, we're just, just hang Here's... in there and I'll talk to you for a little bit here after the show. So yeah. thanks Here's everybody. Come here. All Come right. On. Where's he at? Where's the deuce? He hopping up there? Get up here. Come on. Get up here. All right, Marty left. That's his buddy. Yeah, okay. All right. I'm going to cut it off here. I'll talk to you shortly, Wyatt. All right. Sounds good, man. You bet. Have a good night. Thanks, everybody. You too.